You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a beautiful surprise. You know, in my 20s, I tried... I tried really hard to get to Broadway from Toronto. I would come and do open calls um, and stuff. Uh, didn't ever really work out. I eventually had a son and decided to put attempting to get to Broadway on the on the backboard. I was doing fine in Canada. I was working at all the major theaters, doing some TV, doing some film that was going well. And then Hades Town came along, and I and I researched it a little bit. The when I saw the breakdown come out, and I was like, Rachel Chavkin, oh. You know, that first piqued my interest. And then I listened to the music and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I was like, I need to be a part of this show. And so I auditioned there. And I always thought in my head, actually, that this show was going to go to Broadway. Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, an online training platform that helps actors train like athletes. You're an athlete out there. An actor prepares, an athlete prepares, an actor-athlete prepares. If you're unsure of how to do that, go to the website builtforthestage.com and you can try a free trial. No catch, no added commitments, nothing. Just put your name and email in there and you have seven days of a free trial. We've called it a jump start to taking center stage on this little show called Your Life. So if you're having some complications on having to decide how do I juggle a rehearsal schedule or a show schedule or when to take dance, but how do I fit in training and how do I better myself at the same time when I'm feeling physically tired and so on and so forth. And if you have nutrition questions, Hit me up. I can help you out. I've been on the stage. I'm in the gym. I'm built for the stage. I'm building the stage. Help me build the stage. All right. Should we continue? Let's continue. Continuing on with this episode will be the announcement of our guest. She's coming to us from Toronto, Canada. Yeah. She's standing at, I'm not sure, because she's sitting. <laughs> she's a part of the starting lineup for the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> we have Joelle Blackman, 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 Blackman. <sighs> yeah, there it is. Welcome to the show, Joelle. Thank you. Thank Man, you for having ha- me. We're having fun. We've been in here for 10 or 15 minutes or so, just chatting up. And so we're we're kind of loose here, but we're, we're always loose on Built for the Stage podcast. No stuffy interviews here, so... Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Uh, Joelle has made her uh, Broadway debut in this show called Hades Town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
this thing on in New York. I don't know. It, it won the Tony. Yeah, a few. Yeah. <laughs> Grammy. So, yeah. It's all right, I hear. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, let's talk about, let's just jump in with that because it was your debut. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, s- surprise. You get to like experience one of the most special like runs of a, an opening and a show and an award season that anyone could really dream of. How's that? I'll just throw out the general question of how was that? <laughs> it was overwhelming and amazing. And, and I couldn't have imagined it or dreamed it. I'd kind of put my Broadway debut on, like attempting to get to Broadway on hold for a while after having my son. So this came at a time when I wasn't really expecting it. I wasn't really looking for it. Um, and I only uprooted my family life because I loved the show so much and I felt like it was a really special show and I felt like it was a a great show to be a part of. And I felt like I could really make a mark, um, with the kind of role that it is. Uh, so I took a leap of faith and said, yeah, I'm going to go to Broadway and see how this pans out. And I knew I loved the show. I wasn't sure how New York was going to feel about it, but I knew I loved it. And it's just been a beautiful surprise. Like, you were doing the show in Canada, right? I did it in Canada in 2017. They had a little Edmonton run for about four, four to five weeks we did out there. Um, did that, and it was great. And then they did it at the National in London, England. I wasn't a part of that one. Um, but when it came back to Broadway, they, when it came to Broadway, they asked me to come back on board, which is great. I think that says a lot about the value you bring to the show because there was another production and then it went to Broadway and they still were like, hey, let's, let's yeah. make sure Joelle's... Uh, yeah, I feel very special because I'm, I'm the only Canadian. Like, I'm the only non-American in the show. So You're the I only was Canadian, like, eh? I'm the only, I'm the only Canadian, eh? <laughs> sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not sorry, Not but sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell us about the production in Canada mm-hmm. and now what it's evolved into on Broadway. Oh, wow. Uh, the story is much more clear. Anais and Rachel really took time to... Uh, clarify plot points and the relationship between Orpheus and Eurydice and Persephone and Hades. Uh, They really worked on that. And the set itself is completely different. Rachel Hawk before had this beautiful chrome barren tree that stood the back center of the stage. And we still had a revolve. I think we had two revolves, but we also had actual physical train tracks, like like real metal train tracks Mm. on stage at one point in time. Um, I think we got through one preview and then Rachel said, Ixnay, let's get rid of that. That's not working. It's becoming too literal, I believe is what she had said. And she took that away. And we did the show in that form. Um, But I, I think it was when they went to the national that overhaul of the entire set emerged and Rachel Hawk came up with that beautiful, beautiful, stunning kind of New Orleans, um, bar speakeasy that we have now going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I was just in Nolens. Oh, about, were you? Mm, four, three, four weeks ago. I don't know. Brittany could remind me. She, you have yes. a better memory than me. She says yes. yes. Let's just go with yes. <laughs> um, are there any hints of that former set that are like kind of maybe uh, just lingering in the new design? Um, I th- uh, Yeah. You know what? Um, I think after the first preview, the tables, there were tables and chairs that were suddenly introduced, but they were off to the side. And they kind of lived there for, I think, the first act of the show. So I think that was a beginning of what we have now. Um, 
And like I said, we still have the revolves, mm -hmm. but otherwise it's all completely different. So there's yeah. not there's not like a a train bench or or <laughs> no, like there's no there's no <laughs> I don't know a conductor whistle hanging from stage right. There is a whistle. Andre has a whistle. Yeah, oh. he blows a whistle. Okay. a couple times in the show. It's yeah. not it's not a part of the set though, and it's not like six feet tall or anything like that. No, but there is a thing that. Patrick pulls that whistle, mm. but that's like a factory whistle, right? I have it on my queue to go see in April, so I have. Oh, to, you haven't seen it. You haven't have, seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I, I don't was, want to ruin it for you then. Yeah, I was talking I I to uh, <laughs> Timothy Hughes on the podcast. Mm, seems like a year ago, but it was a couple months, and uh, he's like, "You got to see it," and I was like, "I know, I yeah. know, I got to see it." But um, so much stuff to see out there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff trying to support. There you know, the fam and whatever. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll be there. Um, you're a fate in, um, fate. there's three of you. Yes. And you guys sing tight harmony a lot. We do. And uh, help me here. So your Instagram is what? L Shelley? L Shelley. Okay, great. So yeah. Shelley, your middle name? Shelley is my middle name. And your nickname is L? Not really, but I just like it. You just brought, <laughs> well, I think, I think it's, uh, it works. It works. Thank you. So uh, Joelle's Instagram uh, account is L Shelley, E L L E S H E L L E Y. It'll be in the description of uh, this episode, so you can just look it up there. But there's a lot of great videos with her and the fates, oh just kind of like <laughs> fooling around backstage singing um, yeah. some harmonies. Mm -hmm. Isn't there one? Never gonna get. Is that one? Oh, we did that. We did an Uncle Gwen. That, that was one was of my, our best ones, actually. That was my favorite, I think. Yeah. Oh. No, that's that's Christmas or yeah, something. That was all anxiety. Well, yeah, I might just like scroll through as we're chatting, but <laughs> how is it to share the stage as a trio mm -hmm. with these two other ladies it's, on a yeah. daily basis? Yeah, it's been great. It's like, you know, we formed this this sisterhood um where we don't necessarily finish each other's sentences per se right now, but we totally sometimes it's like we have what we call hive mind where we're, where we're all kind of like thinking the same thing at a particular time. Um, I think Yvette, one of the fates, said one time, I see you guys more than I see myself. And that's exactly mm. how we feel. Like we spend so much time together in the dressing room and on stage. Um, so yeah, we're like a sisterhood. That's great. I mean, mm. obviously it'll pay off on stage then. Exactly. That's the goal, right? Exactly. But like a sisterhood, it's real. Sometimes we're, we're not all happy with each other. <laughs> yeah. And we keep it real with oh, each well, other. That's yeah. the worst, right? Yeah, but you know, that that's real. That's real life. That's, that's the real worst. Life. Let's listen to this one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one? Shine. So I think it was Kylie Jenner or somebody did, posted something, singing that to her, her daughter. Mm. And people were like, do a Rise and Shine challenge. And so we did. That's it. Mm. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll listen into this for a I second. that's a good one. All right, so obviously I just wanted to plug that because this is good content. So yeah. social media is all about finding good content, and uh, Joelle is producing it with her fellow fates. So make sure you check that out on Instagram. Um, let me pull up my notes here and go back to a topic that I wanted to chat about a little bit, which is going back to Zion, yes, your son. And son. I just uh, gave you this uh, shirt here before we started, Ashley Blair Fitzgerald's new shirt with Bill for the Stage Without Limits. Yes. And Ashley went through – she uh, had a kid. She's in a certain uh, phase in her career where maybe people wouldn't normally look at you as like, oh, you're a principal dancer or you're um, 
just this fierce, kick-ass, crazy dancer woman up there or performer in general. Mm -hmm. And she's quote unquote, defying the odds or defying what people would stereotype or assume. Yeah. And you have kind of been sharing that with me with your Broadway debut and where it's come in your career. Uh, just share a little bit about that and how great or challenging, amazing, all those things. Yeah, it's uh, it's a beautiful surprise. You know, in my 20s, I tried I tried really hard to get to Broadway from Toronto. I would come and do open calls um, and stuff. Uh, didn't ever really work out. I eventually had a son and decided to put attempting to get to Broadway on the on the backboard. I was doing fine in Canada. I was working at all the major theaters, doing some TV, doing some film that was going well. And then Hades Town came along, and I and I researched it a little bit. The when I saw the breakdown come out, and I was like Rachel Chavkin. Oh. You know, that first piqued my interest. And then I listened to the music and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Mm. I was like, I need to be a part of this show. And so I auditioned there. And I always thought in my head, actually, that this show was going to go to Broadway. From the moment that I became involved with it, um, doing the production in, in Canada, I was like, this is a special show. I think this is going to go somewhere. Um, left it alone for a bit. And then when it was transferring to Broadway, they asked me to come. And it came at a point in my life where, you know, I have a child who's nine years old. Um, and I had to make the decision, uh, was I going to leave? You know, I couldn't bring him with me. I didn't feel right bringing him with me because it was the middle of a school year and that just didn't seem fair. And to pull a child out of a Canadian school system to an American uh, school system, yeah. it's a whole other thing. And then culturally, it's very different. Also, I wouldn't have the same kind of family support that I have in Canada that, that I have here. I don't, I don't have that. So I was like, I think I, mommy needs to go do this by mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. So that was rough. Yeah. Um, but what that reminded me that, you know... Um, preparation meets opportunity. So I feel like it was just at this particular time that I was perfectly prepared and the opportunity presented itself and I had to go forth. And it just happened to be when I was past my 30s. I'm not saying how old I am, but mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not 20 and I'm not 30. Mm -hmm. So it just happened to come at this particular point in my life. And I was like, I, of course I need to, I need to take this leap of faith and, and go for this dream that has been my dream forever. And it's presented to me like this. So I need to go and take it. Yeah. 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 So everyone listening, like I always like to do, I don't know if those of you out there that listen are like, oh, I love when he does this. Or those of you listening, they're like, oh, I get it. But the parallels in a career and also fitness are there where it's like, it's never too late or it's not, oh, I've always been this way. Like just going to phone it in mm -hmm. or like give it up or hang it up. But you have continued to swing. And when it was your time to hit you know, yeah. the big one, it was there. Yeah. But the important part was that you chose to keep swinging. Yes, exactly. Didn't um, yeah. yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Zion's an athlete. Zion is an athlete. He is, I think I have a prodigy for a son. He is Record breakers, He is right? a record breaker. He holds Brag records. On that a little yeah, bit. he holds records in Ontario, Canada um, for the 50 meter and I believe either the 100 or the 200 meter. My son is very, very fast. Nice. He ran at a uh, AAU competition last year in Michigan. That was his first like American meet and mm. he won the long jump. My son can jump as well. Mm-hmm. And he came in third in the 100 meter. Yeah. Third in the 100 meter and second in the 200 meter. Wow. So for yeah. those of you listening, AAU is like the Broadway equivalent of like the best of the best mm-hmm. broad. It'd be, it's like the Billy Elliots of the world. Like yes. the little kids that are just like, wow, you're phenomenal. That's, you know, the AAU Best yeah. of the best. Yeah. Right and I was a sprinter when I was younger, so I credit some of it to my talent, but I think he's got his own thing going on. He too. has great, you could tell his arm pump, his technique is yes. on point. From yes. the picture I saw, it was in like perfect yeah. placement. He's been training since he was six. So what I love about my child is that we had put him in soccer when he was about four years old, and we always noticed that he was very fast on the field. But as he got older, I could see he was less interested in actually kicking the ball. Mm. So we were like, maybe... Running is what he's about, and from six years old, he's been training. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's uh, it's another point about like your tribe, your squad around you. And thankfully for him, like his mom was like, "Hey, I'm not going to keep pushing this soccer thing, but I'm seeing uh, another trait in him that mm-hmm. is exceptional." Yeah, and we all need that in life—just people to kind of guide us in the right direction. Um, when you're talking about Town and you're talking about this was something special, mm-hmm. I had an, a sense of a different appreciation for it. Yeah. You're a musician as well, yes. right? Singer-songwriter. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that or your background with, with yeah. music. Uh, yeah, I started playing the violin. Actually, I'm a violinist. Um, I started playing the violin when I was eight years old. And I went to university initially on a Bachelor of Music program, thinking I'd be a, a music teacher at one point, but then a lawyer, but then... Neither of those things. Um, So music has always played a key role in my life. I did an album when I was in my 20s. It's on iTunes right now. Um, I still love to write to write music, original content, and, and you know, pick up the violin every so often. For Hadestown, I had to learn the accordion, so that was a whole other, oh, that was wow. a whole other thing. Just casually learn Just the accordion? Just casually learn the They're like, you can play the piano, still be able to learn how to play the accordion. I was like... Okay. How, how did it go? Are you it crushing was it? Very frustrating at first. Okay. But I'm like a year in now, so I'm fine. Mm. It's totally fine. So yeah, that's the other thing. You know, you get these opportunities and you might be scared. Cause I remember when I got the offer and I told my mother, they want me to play the accordion. She's like, You sure you want to make your Broadway debut playing the accordion? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mommy, yes, I'm gonna rise to the occasion. I'm gonna do it. They think I can do it, so then I can do it. And I did. Amazing. Yeah. So sometimes it's scary to go in that gym for the first time, but your coach is saying you can do it. So maybe a year later, you can be playing the the fitness accordion out there. So that's so cool. The accordion. Yeah, oh I my know. gosh. Well, you got to see the show. I can't even play a piano on an iPhone, you know, like when you're just plunking out your notes. That, 
I mean, I, I can. I'm just I'm just joking. But an accordion, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, go ahead and I'll plug your album. I want to check it out. What's, oh, what's it called? Oh, it's so old. It's I don't care. such a time. In All right, my, if you don't want to, you don't have to. No, I'll plug it just- Because it's out there. It's I mean. changed. My stuff has changed. But okay, it's called Her Story. Okay, um, It's on iTunes, Joelle Blackman, Her Story. And I think I put it out like in 2000, oh my gosh, five or six or seven. Like it's so old. All right. Well, but. now now that you kind of are- <laughs> Settling into the show, mm-hmm. maybe you can start. Maybe you already are. Are you pumping Actually, out yeah. new stuff? I re- I recently wrote a song, um, and I think it's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, it's called Relationship, and it's like S H I oh. with an asterisk. It's either relationship or relationship, and I play oh. on and I play on the two, just because of where, the point I am in my life and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it could be a hit. So I'm just looking for the right producer and, and yeah, stuff cool. to like put it out there. Yeah, I hope everyone listening out there. Many of our guests are, when they're in a show, they're still venturing out to like creating their their own art or being involved in other art. And I know for some of my clients, or you know, some of you out there that aren't, you get we get so caught up or consumed in trying to get booked, like trying to get a job, that at the same time you stop creating yourself. You know creating your own creations yeah. or own opportunities. And, you know, hopefully when you're listening to these uh, amazing people that I'm interviewing that they are booked, they do have a show, and they're still seeking to create and to fulfill other passions. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't wait to get that going until you, you know, book a show. You don't have to... You don't have to make art because someone says you can make art. Go make art. Um, and that's, I'll step off the box for a second there. Um, speaking of that, you also say you're a playwright. Yes. I you're a renaissance lady over here. Try and trying to do it all. Diversify, diversify, not yeah. just one thing. Okay, so yeah. uh, relation with uh, interpretation. <laughs> yes. We have the album. We have you uh, just randomly playing an accordion. Yeah. What kind of uh, things have you... Uh, have you written in the past? So I have a show that I wrote. It's called You Know My Name, Not My Story. And it's based off the Nina Simone song for women. So if you're not familiar with that song, it's about it's uh, telling the lives of four different black women who are different shades of black. So what I've done is I've written the story about these four women and how their lives interchange and intermingle and what they specifically go through that's different solely based on the shade of black that they are. Mm. Yeah, really intense with only Nina Simone music throughout. How's yeah. that? That's very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Britney snapping. She's like, <laughs> we're into it. Is that, has that ever been like put on its feet or? So I've been writing this for a while. I, uh, in 2016, I did a staged reading of it in a festival called First, First Sight. It was in Toronto, of course. Um, and I got to do a 30 minute excerpt of it, which was great. Um, and so I was hope, you know, as you talk about people being compl- don't become complacent, you know, when you book a show, it's not, you don't just stop creating. So I kind of stopped. I left it alone for a while, but being here, you know, you get, you want to keep making things and not, mm-hmm. and not be bored mm-hmm. to a point. So I want to do something here with the show in New York, get some people to look at it, listen to it, get some advice. Cause I think it could actually be something. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you just put it out there. It's, I did. It's, it's on the wire. So <laughs> you have a, a cast of talented people and probably a network around you where you could be like, hey, totally. you want to get in a room for an hour or so and just 
you know, hash some things out and mm-hmm. read some things. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so with this being, how, are you in the second year of Hadestown? Or? We're just about March 20th. Well, it's coming up. I yeah. The sh- their first show was March 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. So in this second year, mm-hmm. how do you, you know, like in, in, in sports, mm-hmm. we're talking about the Raptors, you know, winning the NBA title. Yep the Tonys of the NBA, how do you avoid, not avoid, but combat a second year slump or like, just like mm-hmm. the complacency? Yeah. Yeah. How, how does that go for you on a daily basis at the show? Well, what's been good for me to help with that going forward is that in my, I've recently picked up the Persephone understudy. So that's understudying Amber Gray, Amber Gray's part, which is a pretty meaty role. Um, and so that has definitely helped me because I, I have something to strive to, you know, something else to look forward to besides just performing the part that I perform every single night. Um, so that helps with that. Like I'm having to learn stuff, like it's challenging me again, um, which is good. But what I love about theater is that it's always it's always fresh and it's always new. And I'm sure like many people in long running shows, you know, people call out, people become sick, people go on vacation. So you have understudies come in. So you have different energies on stage, different mixes of people. And so you can, it's kind of difficult to become complacent. It's yeah. kind of difficult. You know, you kind of always have to be on your toes and ready to go and listening and aware mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So it keeps it interesting. Yeah, life happens, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and the show must go on. And the on. show must go on, and it has, <laughs> right? right? It, it always will. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also valuable, like, with what you're doing as far as creating things or your investment with your son, like how much you're into his athletics or obviously growing up and being a mom mm-hmm. and, and just doing silly stuff like backstage with the girls singing different stuff. Yeah. When we don't rely so much on the thing giving us joy or happiness or fulfillment, like that one thing Mm -hmm. only, then when we're investing in other parts of life, you can appreciate or not become stale in this thing because the chips aren't all just sitting on this show to fulfill you. And um, uh, I was talking to a guest in the past just about that she did book Broadway and she's depressed, you know, like, because. Yeah, it comes, it comes with other things. You know what I mean? It yeah. comes with other things. Like you, you still got to live and maintain and sometimes it can become so consuming. It mm. can become so, cons- our, our leading up to our Tonys was, was rough. Like I lost a lot of weight. And you don't realize that because you're so in it. I did not realize until my mother came and she brought Zion right after all the Tony stuff had been was done for a vacation. And she looked at me and she's like, what happened? Mm. And I didn't even realize because mm. I'm so in it. And that it, it becomes so easy to just like become so busy that so you're eating a lot. Or yeah. What? And just you're not so you're not even aware because you have to mm. get everything done. You know, there's press yeah. here. There's this here. You got rehearsal here. Yeah. You're not even aware of what's really going on. And I looked at a picture of myself and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That's not right. Mm. So it caused, caused me to. You needed that. Your focus. mom, in that case, was your coach. Yeah, she was the outside eye. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's that's important yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's not leave it on that note. No. The the, <laughs> la- the final question that I have for you is that moving forward with being from Canada mm-hmm. and now being in New York, a lot of uh, clients that I have, or maybe listeners. They come from other places as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes New York 
coming from another state to New York, it might as well, you might as well say you were coming from another country. Right. Like if you're coming from a small town in Ohio and you're coming to New York City, you know, you kind of might as well be coming from Canada, <laughs> Canada. To, um, to New York. What kind of suggestions or just experiences that you went through that could help listeners out there with just living in harmony with the beast that is New York City? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, first of all, try and be open. Uh, um, it can be difficult when you come someplace new where you don't really know anyone or know anything. But New York has so much to offer in terms of arts and culture and different types of people. So if you're able to immerse yourself, you know, go to a, go to a museum. There's so much live music in the city. There's so many artists around and groups that you could join. I would say try to try to surround yourself with as many different types of people and as many different types of experiences experiences that you might not have had from where you came from, um, I think will help you, especially outside of what brought you to New York. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're working in theater, you know, try and do things outside of theater. I love that you're saying this because I'm a huge person on, there's a difference between I am a person that does theater and I'm a theater person. Right, yes. I always am like, hey, you. I think, I believe, you should lean to the part of that you are a person first yes, that happens to yeah, do theater. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, kind of like broadening your scope and even the people that you're with. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's cool to maybe not be friends with only people that do theater. Exactly. exactly. Because you need to step outside of this, the insanity sometimes of like the constant talk of, you know, oh, I was seen and my yep. 16 bar cut went awful. My accompanist blew the first four bars that came in late or I didn't get this call back or I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Maybe talk to, you know, oh, yeah, I was working at the MTA today. <laughs> you know, those kind of conversations. Seriously, I when I was here, there was a point in the in the summertime, my friend, oops, my friend uh, Kay, one of the other fates will, will laugh that I said this, but I was like, Kay, maybe I should find like a side hustle. Like just something like, you know, just go work at the store and like bag or she's like, Joelle, you're working on, I was like, I know, but I just need something else. Like just that was completely yeah, yeah, removed yeah. from the theater mm-hmm. and just to interact with, other people, mm-hmm. you know, so. The gym helps me in that way. One of my gyms that I go to is not your like earbuds in type of gym and not talk to anybody, but it's right. more of a social vibe. So through that, I have been able to experience, you know, a whole different uh, group of people. That's so that's, cool. that's been helpful. So yeah. um, what I also love about New York is I find people here way more open and friendly. Toronto is very much in its head, but people here in New York, I've had so many people just stop me and start talking and having conversations with me. And really? I don't know if that's just my own experience. I think that's your own experience. I think you're, I, you're very approachable maybe. And okay. they're like, oh, this we should talk to this woman because okay. I sometimes, I, what do you think, Brittany? Do you find, maybe. May, she maybe says maybe. Energy. I think, it's, the energy? I think okay. it's your energy. Okay. I think okay. it's your energy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, tonight, Joelle. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. If you want to see more of that energy, don't forget to go to the description of this episode and we'll make sure to plug 
all the things. We'll see if she wants me to, to include the album or not, but um, we'll definitely have the Instagram in there and uh, some other cool things about Town and what's going on with Joelle Blackman. So thank you so much thank for you. being on the podcast. Don't forget, if you want to try that free trial, go to builtforthestage.com. You can find that link in the description of this podcast as well. If you like the podcast, thank you. You can show that thanks uh, back by uh, subscribing, um, giving it that five-star rating and commenting, you know, saying like, I love this podcast. Hashtag love. Hashtag this is cool. Hashtag am I, I'm trying to be like an Instagram robot that's like, love your pic, man, but it's actually a video and you're like, it's not, it's not a picture. It's a, you know, can, are there podcast robots out there yet that are like commenting for people, you know, to give good ratings? Brittany, we gotta get you a microphone next time. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you in on this. Um, all right, and Brittany, uh, she has a great uh, uh, podcast, A Broadsway, on uh, Broadway Podcast Network. So make sure you check out her podcast on bpn.fm/slash A Broadsway, probably right. Of course, <laughs> we're all we're all here for each other. You've already listened to my episodes, so you might as well go over to hers. I mean, come on. All right, that's it for Joel Blackman. That's it for me. Um, yeah, I am who I am. You know, you get what you get. I'm not trying to put on a show here, so um, my goofiness is for all. Hope you enjoyed it. It's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.